Good morning. Hello, my name is Matt and I'm responsible for this group called Soul Survivor when it's going well. And uh, for those who uh, haven't heard of what we do, simply what we do is we bring a team like today to encourage the church in what we like to say, word, spirit and action of following Jesus. And uh, we run a conference every April, which I'll mention again in a second. Sorry, just battling my air conditioner. Um, thank you though for it. And uh, we, so we run a conference in April, we send out teams during the week and we're doing this to help people love God and love the community with the gospel of Jesus. So we want to see young people sharing the gospel in practical ways and uh, that's our hope and joy. Uh, I've been coming here to the centre uh, for a while now, Murray Bingham was your youth pastor, do you remember that? And uh, you used to meet in a... In a over there at, at night. And uh, so it's been a real pleasure to journey uh, with the centre with members of your leadership team over the years. So i just love to say it's been a real pleasure to do that and to continue doing that as we serve Jesus together. How about I pray and uh, we're sharing God's word together. God, we say thank you for today and thank you for the kids and the youth as they head out. Bless them as they hear about you and think about you. And Lord, the same for us. As we think about you, as you come and open our hearts to you, we invite you to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, what we would love to do today is to simply encourage all of us to continue letting Jesus be the one that shapes our life. So if there was a title for today, it would be called Shaped by Jesus. And what we would love to do is encourage this and particularly think about how we can continue to let Jesus shape our lives in word, spirit and action. So last year when we were here, we came to ask for your prayers and I'd love to say thank you for praying for us this time last year as we were rallying youth groups all around Sydney and New South Wales to come up to Coffs Harbour, actually where the lovely family's going to. And... uh, Thank you. No one died. It's always important in youth ministry. And uh, I want to say thank you for giving us your Bruce and Cheryl who fed the team, uh, who worked up there. And also thank you to your Chris and the men shed here who sent up all these um, name wooden plaques for the kids to, to write individual names of Iluka public school students. And they did it. And they gave them, and there was the school principal who doesn't know the Lord yet, uh, was absolutely touched by strangers giving something uh, to the kids to bless them. So thank you for uh, giving us your people and your resources and your ideas and dreams that have helped uh, others. We're grateful for that special week and uh, with God up at Cost Harbour and as uh, during that week, we were looking at the theme of what it means to be courageous, from Joshua 1, to be courageous. But I made the classic youth pastor mistake, and I got more excited about celebrating, be courageous, go for it, go, go, go. You know, like youth pastors, we all do that, don't we? Everyone's a youth pastor in this room, aren't they? Have you ever had youth in your family? So you're like, go, come on, let's do this. And as I was uh, shouting that with the young people, be courageous, my imagination went wild. 
And my imagination was like, all these young people in Coss Harbour are going to fall down and give their lives to Jesus and the churches are going to grow, expand, expansion, unbelievable. My imagination gets a bit wild if I've got any friends in the room. Uh, and at the end of the week, I did that classic go with my imagination and not see what God was actually doing. And what God was actually doing, which we celebrate, is that Young people obeyed Jesus with going and then whatever he had for them to do up there, they did with joy in their hearts, which is a miracle. And bless them. And within that, I needed my team around me to say, Matt, the aim of this week, though we were asking people to be courageous, the aim of every week is to be obedient. The aim of every day of our life is to be obedient. And I had missed that. But then with my team around me, uh, had that humble moment of going, that's right. We believed God asked us to take the young people up there. We did it and the fruit is up to him. Not my wild imagination. In Joshua 1, actually, in verse 7, God says to Joshua, after be, be courageous, be courageous, he says, be careful to obey all the law. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be fruitful wherever you go. So in this whole thing of be courageous, it is be careful. Be careful as you go to obey everything written in the Bible to obey it where, and that you will be fruitful wherever you go. So we would love to encourage in light of that to be shaped by Jesus, to live this obedient life with him. Why? Three little ideas on why. Well, we're called to be close to Christ, aren't we? And to reflect his character with our behavior. And I don't know about you, but I'm always in that uh, daily position of helping the behavior get a bit better in my life and in other people's lives, which comes from uh, an obedient life with Jesus. Another reason why we want to talk about this is because the Holy Spirit is giving many great ideas to you, to all of us on how to share the gospel. And if I don't run with them, they don't happen. A third one, we're called to give more than sacrifices for Jesus. And a classic Keith Green song. I don't know if anyone's heard of Keith Green, who, no compromise, a book he wrote, and everyone 47 years and older, are you with me? There was this guy called Keith Green, everyone. And he really loved the Lord, and he gave everything up for the Lord, and he has this classic song, To obey is better than sacrifice. And uh, Jesus wants more than your Wednesday nights. He wants your life. So I think that's another reason why to live a, a shaped life by Jesus is important. So to get a vision of this and some brave heart inspiration on what living a life shaped by Jesus is, from our scripture that we heard today from Daniel uh, chapter 3, I think that's where the vision and the inspiration of living a shaped by Jesus life is. 
in verse 16 to 18 with Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and I used to say Abednego from Bendigo. It was just much easier, but Luke rebuked me out there and said it's Abednego. Is that right? It is Abednego. Oh, thank you. Great. Nah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that guy. When they answered the king, Nebuchadnezzar, and they said, your threat means nothing to us. Can you feel the Braveheart? Ins- Has anyone seen Braveheart in case I need to go to Star Wars? Uh, can you feel the inspiration coming? Your threat means nothing to us. If you throw us in the fire, then the God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace and anything else you might cook up, O king. You like that? Said with respect, of course. O king, but even if God doesn't do it, and I love this, it wouldn't make a bit of difference, O king. We still wouldn't serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Does anyone get an amen with that? Amen. What an answer. What an answer. God can rescue me from this. But even if he doesn't, I'm still not going to bow down to the culture of Sydney. I'm not going to bow down. I'm going to still trust Jesus with my life. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to be a fool for Christ no matter how uncool this is. No matter how weird this makes me be, I'm already weird. It's an important adulthood concept, isn't it, everyone? Just to go, I'm a fool. I'm a mature fool. But I'm a fool for Christ. And as soon as I say I go to church, as soon as I say I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm put in the weird club in Sydney. But I'm there. It's not bad, is it? It's not a bad club. I love that answer. And that answer to me is a vision of living a life shaped by Jesus. That's a vision. That's some inspiration for, okay, come on, let's live like this. So if that's the vision, and we've thought about a little bit about the why, how can we live this life shaped by Jesus in 15 minutes? How can we live this life shaped by Jesus? Well, I would love to bring up three things with word, spirit and action that I hope is helpful. The first one is this, with the word. How can we live this life shaped by Jesus with the word? Well, Jesus says in John 15 verse 5, I am the van, I'm the, the van, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much Apart from me, you can do nothing. At the beginning of the year, I have been thinking about my abiding life in Jesus or my daily walk with Jesus or my quiet times that are never quiet. Uh, I've been thinking about these and thinking about with uh, the people that I'm responsible for in my life to help one another enjoy time with God. You know, to enjoy it. I've got to do it again. No, enjoy it. Whatever you've got to do to enjoy God, get in it to enjoy it. So a little thing we've just been doing with the church that I come from is we thought, why don't we try Facebook Live devotions with Jesus? 
And all the uh, people above my age group said, what's that? And I said, well, look, don't worry. But for anyone who's on Facebook, and yes, it's from the devil, just like the electric guitar was, and all that kind of thing. But let's, you're there all the time, so why don't we use it and see if it just prods you towards Jesus instead of buying something else from eBay. So, 6.30 a.m., we put an elder on each morning. <laughs> you want to be an elder? You've got to do a live devotion at 6.30 a.m. So each morning, they've given a live devotion. And they've learned how to use Facebook because some of them, actually some of them had to join it and then learn how to use it. And they learnt. And what it has done has not saved the nation, has it? But what it has done is we've been getting little messengers during the week saying, oh, I really enjoyed what so-and-so said today. That's really just helped me with my day with Jesus. Yes. Right? And we've just been getting these little messages of like people enjoying God for a change. Now, I don't know how you are going, obviously, because I've got the mic and you don't, but I'm very happy for you to, to hear how things are going with God. How are things going with enjoying God? And I think the main thing I would love to share with us today is that Jesus really enjoys you. Am I allowed to say that? To get emotional? Jesus really enjoys you. I'm trying to swap the word love for a different word. He enjoys you. He actually enjoys spending time with you. And maybe for some of us, What that has interpreted to be is to read a book, the Bible, which is very important part of the whole thing, because that's how he speaks, yes? But maybe some of us have interpreted quiet times with God to be hanging in their times with God, because reading and it's quiet and, you know, it's, it's not helping me to have an engaging conversation with God. So of course you would say to me, well if Matt, that's your interpretation of a, abiding in lifetime with Jesus, swap out, change it up, go for a walk, go for a big walk, Uh, go and enjoy God and his creation, like whatever you've got to do, go and do it, wouldn't you? Say that to me, yes, well could I say for all of us, let's have a great time with God this week. Do you mean I've got to get up at 6.30? No, 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 no. Don't get into rules straight away. No, no, no. However you enjoy God 24-7, he is with us all the time. Just go and enjoy him this week, please. That in the way that he enjoys you and you enjoy fellowship with him, yes, reading the Bible, yes, praying and all those things, people might find you and me to be a little bit more enthusiastic during the week. Amen. So I think if we enjoy being with him, then we are going to obviously shape others with the way he's shaping us. What about spirit? How does the Holy Spirit help us to be able to say something like Daniel's three friends did? Well, what I love about, one of the things I love about without Jesus is that he doesn't ask us to go and do all these things without his help. He is not interested in you and me following him without his presence within us, without his help within us. Isn't that great? Yes, we follow a God who is within us, who is helping us to follow him. 
Galatians chapter 5, Paul says, if you stay in step and you let Jesus shape your life, my paraphrase put in there, then fruit is going to come. So if we've got the first part right, that abiding, just enjoying God, the Holy Spirit with that, when you're at Woolies, IGA or Coles, who have I missed out? Aldi. No one goes to Aldi, do they? It always breaks. No, I should, sorry, whatever, whatever, wherever God leads you is great. Excellent. Sorry. Right. Wherever you are, wherever you are, the fruit of your enjoying God life would shape the people around you. And the Holy Spirit is prodding us, prompting us, bringing to mind the life of Jesus, bringing to mind how Jesus would treat one another, doesn't he? Is that what happens for you? But just before you say something that maybe you shouldn't say, thought comes to mind, don't do it. Uh, before you go to your screen again because you're not comfortable with silence during the day, the thought comes to mind, don't do it. And these kind of moments where we get a little warning or, uh, and that's kind of the, you know, the, the side of, of the Holy Spirit just trying to help us to choose a much better way that Jesus wants us to live. There's also the positive side of that is, hey, ring so and so. Hey, write that card. Hey, write actually a lovely email to so and so. And these prompts that we, we have is the Holy Spirit shaping us to be more like Jesus. And when we follow the prompts, we end up being more like Jesus. I have found this particularly hard with running an organization called Soul Survivor. So it's our 19th year this year running it. And why I've found it hard over the years is because in Christian conference land, if you're going to run a Christian conference land, there's kind of a set way you do it according to the rule book. And in the rule book is you find a venue, you keep it there, and you just get in good speakers, and you make sure the coffee gets better and better each year. That's kind of it, right? So I went round, I went down that pathway in 2001, and we had our conference in St. Ives Showground for many years, where we did the silly thing of inviting an enthusiastic um, person of Jesus. And his name is Jim Yost, and he's from uh, Papua New Guinea, and he's an American missionary who's been there for 40 years. And he's actually a bit of a Keith Green kind of guy. And anyway, he came over to share about Jesus. And he would really say to us, if you want the Holy Spirit in your life, he's going to lead you to witness about Jesus. If you don't want to witness about Jesus, give the Holy Spirit back. I love that. If we want Jesus to fill us with his spirit, you're going to find yourself wanting to witness. But if you don't want to do that, say, well, I just want to sit here. and I don't want to do that. So we were hearing the, these preachers and then uh, Soul Survivor in the UK, which it's been there for longer than us. And they were saying very much the same thing. And so it led us to go, you know what, we better put our, our conference where our mouth is. And so with prayer with a board who are much older and wiser than me, 
the thought came to mind, well, why don't we take our conference and turn it into like a beach mission, but not near a beach? And we went to Canberra. So in 2008 and 2009, we went to Canberra and a lot of young people came and joined us. And 25 churches in Canberra said, yes, we would love to do that together with you. And it was fantastic. It was, it was great. But what it did was it wrecked a normal lifestyle. Because I now had left the conference rule book. And now I recognize for lots of you going, this guy really needs help. But uh, I just, I like finding out the way you do things and then you do them. Well, apparently I did, but now I just don't like doing that at all. So over the last 15 years, the conference has gone from Canberra uh, to Newcastle, uh, back to Castle Hill, and then it went to seven places around New South Wales, and everyone said, you're an idiot, and I said, I know, but I, that's the idea that we think that the Lord has given us, and then it, um, then it's gone to, back to Canberra again and up to Coffs Harbour. And I guess the point I'm trying to share with you is that it is tough following Jesus if you want to live a very rhythmic, stayed the same kind of course, isn't it? Yes? I just want to go to work, feed the kids, and go to bed with a lot of TV in between. But the Holy Spirit is like, oh right, you find that a dynamic. Well, the Holy Spirit, as you know, is like, well, I want you to be living in a spontaneous relational uh, kind of way with Jesus that the Lord can guide us at all times, at all places, even this morning. Like we have a plan, the church has a plan for what to do this morning, but we hold our plans loosely because this is a relationship. And the Lord might want to do some other things, which I don't know about right now, just to calm anyone down. But just to say that the way we follow the Spirit at Woolies and at home is the same way we follow the Spirit here in the church, isn't it, when we gather? Lord, there's a plan. I've got to go and get the barbecue at Woolies. But I have no idea about the uh, opportunities you're going to bring up for me today. And that's where the dynamic is. Isn't it a wonderful relationship we have? And those who say yes to the Spirit every day, and of course I do not, which I'm sorry for. But when I do say yes, fruit comes, goodness comes, faithfulness gets better, patience comes. Oh, wouldn't that be a miracle? Patience. Peace. Oh, wouldn't that be a miracle? Peace. Well, the Holy Spirit wants you to have it. But you might have to. Now, I know this won't be a problem for us in here, but you might have to turn this off to have peace. Don't think of the person on your right. Although you can. So, the Spirit is prompting us to be shaped by Jesus. And the last thing I'd love to share this morning on how we can live this life shaped by Jesus, is to realize that with our actions, the fruit, there was a moment where God had to say to a leader called Saul, and it's in 1 Samuel 15 verse 22, where Samuel goes up to the king of Saul and says, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen is better than the fat of rams, which apparently was a great sacrifice in those days. So, 
I just love us to be reminded and remind one another. Oh, come on, let's go and get all these actions going. Follow the Spirit and lots of people are going to find out about Jesus. And that's, you know, God will be pleased with me when I do that. But God, as I said at the beginning, really enjoys you without the sacrifices. He really enjoys you. He's already proud of you and well pleased with you without the work. And for anyone, one of us who needs, I need a Bible on that. Well, then it's at Jesus's baptism where what does the father say about the son? This is my son whom I love. I'm, I'm already well pleased, but he hasn't even done anything yet, Lord. But that's the way our father sees us. And that's why we're so at peace and so enthusiastic and so joyful. Because my Father in heaven loves me no matter what I do, but he would prefer me to enjoy being like him to others. So simply for any of us who needs to realize, okay, you're asking me to give more, give more. I'm, I'm saying we need to live in relationship with God and follow the promptings of his spirit and then the fruit will just naturally happen from a place of peace. So for anyone who's like me who needs to simply recommit today, I do again today, to recommit again today, to say, Jesus, you are the shaper of my soul, not the culture of Sydney. Jesus, you are the shaper of my soul and of my life, and I'm going to enjoy you. And I'm going to follow the prompts of your spirit this week. And yes, I won't obey all of them because I'm I'm just not that good. But when I do follow the prompts of your spirit, we're going to see people experience your peace, your grace, your gospel, your good news. That is the joy of my life. Amen. Amen. Well, that's the message. And what we would love to do now is before uh, the next part is to uh, have a chance to do something with God's message, which we're going to, if the band would like to pop up. So what we would simply love to do this morning is to have a chance to respond to God with either the song or with uh, receiving a prayer. Is that Okay. And I guess the thing I want to encourage us on this morning is the one of the ways that God transforms us is through hearing his word and then doing something about it. And one way we can do something about it is to say something to God this morning with the song that we're going to sing to him together. And another thing we can do this morning is say, well, you know what, before I sing this song, what I would love is for someone to pray with me and just to simply pray, you know what, it could, it could be, well, I would really love to enjoy God. And I'd like to ask God for his help. Before we have morning tea, I'd like to ask God for his help to enjoy him more. And it's a humbling thing to do, but it's a, but we're a humble community. Uh, you also, it might be like, well, I'd love to understand more the promptings of the Spirit in my life. And maybe this morning too, with God, you might want to say, God, look, I am sorry that all these works is what I thought is what you were pleased with, but actually I know that what you want is me and my life in obedience to you. So why don't we stand where we can choose what to do? So why don't we stand?
And so, I'm just going to, I'm not sure what the rules are here, so we're going to use a song to sing to God, and that might be how you want to do it, or if you would like prayer, sorry Ken, where do we head for prayer? To uh, Oh look, everyone's pointing, I'm sorry, I didn't know the culture. Great, over there, would a couple of leaders be happy to go there now? Is that alright, because it's weird going to get prayer with no one there. Would just a couple, thank you Brian, and couple of people go there. So as we sing this song, have I made the groundwork? You can either sing the song, go and have some prayer, uh, and then at the end of this song, Ken will come back up and take it from there.